0: Hello, and welcome to Sharp, the podcast where we help you get a little better at the stuff you have to do, so you can spend more time doing the stuff you want to do. So now, on with the episode. Hello you, welcome to episode 18. So you might remember in the last episode, we talked to Andrew about lots of stuff, comedy and magic and sorts of things I wouldn't have expected to be talking about on this podcast. But one of the things that I said when I asked him, what would you like to be a little bit better at, was when he talked about being focused on progressing his career. And he gave us an example, didn't he, of a comedian who he thinks isn't very good. He flatly refused it. He won't even tell me privately who that person is. So he's got some integrity. But he wanted to get a little bit more like this person, not exactly the same as him, because otherwise he didn't want to end up being a Well, let's just say the word he used didn't make it to the edit. And I thought that that's a a really interesting goal to have and it started me thinking on the subject of goals. No, not that kind of goal. Life goals, personal goals, you know, or career goals. Okay, I really need you to stop doing that. It's quite annoying. Have you finished? Thank you. Anyway, if you do a bit of research... There's loads of advice out there on on how to set goals. And I've worked on this quite a lot over my career. The resource though, it can be conflicting. So some people are saying set great big hairy audacious goals. Others are saying you should take baby steps. There's lots of chat about your comfort zone and whether you should stretch it or stay within it. Some people say set loads of goals. Other Other people say set a fewer number of goals. Other people say put your teeth in before you start recording. But there is some consistency out there and this week I'm going to share with you the basic steps that people do agree on when it comes to setting goals and the one crucial thing that many of them are missing. So first let's look at the basics. How do we set goals? I've found five areas where there is some consensus that these things should be included as part of your goal setting process. The first one is visualise the goal. So have some image or a representation of what that goal is. So simply, for example, if your goal is a new car, having a picture of that car. If your goal is achieving success in sales, maybe, then the image of you holding up the winner's cup, you know, that kind of thing. Now, I'm a fan of visualisation, and the more visceral and real that you can make it, the more you try to involve all of the senses, the more it will stick in your mind. So I reckon that you should go wild on this. Create an image that invokes the taste of food and the smell of the air and the sounds and that kind of stuff. After all, we learn stuff through all of our senses and our memory's got a really strong link to using all of them. So setting a goal like this, using all of your senses, is likely to feel more real and it will stick in your mind if you're going through a tough stage. I'll put some info in the show notes about some research that backs this up. Step two, or area two, is to write it down in some way, and this is often where the SMART acronym comes in. Now, there are lots of different versions of the SMART acronym. I use Specific, Measurable, Actionable, Realistic, and Time-bound. Now, I am a fan of SMART, but it's not an easy thing to do well, and there is some debate about how you should apply the different elements of SMART when it comes to setting goals. So let's run through it. Most people agree to try to make the goal specific so that it's not some wishy-washy idea. And also, of course, it makes sense to have a clear measure of when the goal's done. Making it actionable, I think, is key by getting a verb in there like travel to or become or develop. Now, the realistic element of SMART has got two schools of thought. As we said earlier, some say your goals should be stretching you well outside of your comfort zone. Others say you should just go slightly outside of your comfort zone. And I think ultimately that's got to be your call on what you think is going to work for you. And of course, the last part of SMART, T, making it time-bound, set a date for when you're going to aim to complete it. Okay, step three or area three in setting goals is about sharing it. Now, there are two very clear and distinctly separate schools of thought on this. Some people think that publicly committing to the goal gives you an incentive to make progress. But there is a school of thought that the act of sharing it actually reduces your chance of success. The argument goes something like this, that it causes you to experience the chemical change in your physiology, which is very similar to what you would have experienced had you achieved the goal. There's an interesting talk from Derek Sivers on TED. I'll share it in the, in the show notes. And he shares the view that you absolutely should not share your goals. So I guess, again, this could vary depending on the person. My suggestion is just decide what your strategy is going to be. Share it or don't share it and then stick to it. And then when it comes to reviewing your goals, that's the important bit. See if you can tell whether that approach has helped you or made it more difficult for you. Step four or area four is to break it down. So if it's a big goal, break it into smaller steps. And the key thing here is to be really clear on the first step. Make that step achievable. We've talked before about changing habits in previous episodes, five, six, and seven. And this key part about having a small, very achievable step that you can do Now or within the next 24 hours is important. It means that you're going to feel like you're making progress and it will start to spur you on to taking the rest of the steps. And then the fifth area or or stage is to plan. And that's closely linked to step four. But plan things like celebrating your success, plan to review your progress. I mean, there's obviously no point setting goals and then just ignoring them. So these are the areas that people generally agree on in terms of setting goals visualize them, write them down and use SMART, decide whether you're going to share it or not, break it down and then plan. Now I'm a fan of setting goals. Um, At home we've got goals for our personal life as well as business life. This year I've used the Michael Hyatt's Best Year Ever method that i found really good because it gives you a rounded set of goals, not just for income or business, but also it makes sure that you think about things like family and your contribution, you know, the contribution that you make in the world. Not they don't have to be great big things. You may want to have a statue um, made of you. That would be an interesting goal to have. But I'm thinking perhaps a bit more simple. You know how you affect the community or the people around you. So I thought I'd share with you how that's working. I've got seven individual goals this year, and then Lisa and I have got a few joint goals. And I'm looking at them now because they're on a picture that's framed and it's up on the wall. And so far, I've achieved four and a half of my individual ones. And we've made good progress on three of the joint goals. I try to work out why I think I've achieved the goals that I have, and um, not yet achieved the ones I haven't. And I wondered if it wasn't a coincidence that I've achieved two things that are enjoyable. You know, they're they're easier to achieve because they're enjoyable. They, the positives are are more obvious. It's really clear what the benefits are from them straight away. And this leads me to what I think is missing from goal setting that can make the difference between success and failure. And it's one word, why. David Allen puts why at the front of his natural planning model when he's talking about projects. And he explains that it's a step that people often miss. You see, when you ask why, it clarifies success, it defines the outcome, and also it can give you alternatives. Often, asking yourself Why something is a goal does mean you'll just make a statement of the obvious. But we often forget to state the obvious, and then after that, we can get into assumptions. Think about a smoker who wants to give up. Often, smokers don't ask themselves why they want to give up. In fact, they're more likely to ask themselves, why is it so hard? But the Alan Carr Easy Way program does ask that question. They present to you why you smoke. They ask the question, why do you smoke? They answer it, and as a result, some 30 million people have stopped. They explain to you the reasons behind why you smoke, so when you stop, it doesn't feel like there's any sacrifice or willpower. So you see, asking why, and sometimes stating the obvious, can be really powerful. With goals, if you're not clear on why you're setting the goal, there might be no point having the goal. Let's look at some examples. Some goals that you might set maybe to get a new car, or a bigger house, or to advance your career. So take the car one why would someone want a new car? Well, it might be because it makes them feel happy. And that's fair enough. And then if you ask yourself the question, well, where does that happiness come from? What is it about the new car which makes you happy? And importantly, how long is that happiness going to last? You may decide that this isn't something to set as a goal. What about the career one? Why do you want to advance your career? Again, it it may seem obvious, but actually, when you ask yourself the question, there could be very different reasons. It might be about income, it could be about success or self esteem. It might be to provide for your family. And if you're clear on why something is a goal, then it's a bit easier to set about making it a solid one. And here's the secret sauce you don't need to stop at one why. Let me explain what I mean. There's a proven technique in problem solving of asking five whys. It's used in lean manufacture and Six Sigma, for example. When you apply it to setting goals, it could help you reframe the goal. Redefine it, or even come up with new ones. Here's an example. Okay, so I'm sitting here at the kitchen table with Lisa. Hello, Lisa. Hi. And uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna try and do the five whys with goal setting. Okay, here we go. So, Lisa, I've set myself a goal this year of losing weight, and I've made it a smart goal because I've written it down, and it says. I'll go to the gym three times a week until I've lost 20 pounds, and I'll do it by the end of June.
1: Okay, what, why do you want to do that?
0: Because um, I don't feel good about myself at the moment, and I want to feel better.
1: Mm, don't understand what? why don't you feel good about yourself?
0: Um, because I've got into the habit of eating too much nice food and not doing enough exercise.
1: <laughs> why? <laughs>
0: because I stopped going to the gym.
1: Why did you stop going to the gym?
0: Because I don't really enjoy it.
1: Okay. Why why don't you enjoy it?
0: Because it's boring. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So now it becomes clear that setting ourselves a goal of doing something that we find intrinsically boring is possibly not going to work. So then we can consider alternatives like um, taking a weekend bike ride or walking to work or getting out into the country at the weekend maybe on the food front we might decide instead to reinvigorate our zest for cooking by trying out some new recipes with tasty fewer calorie recipes you know the kind of stuff let's have a look at the career one okay so lisa tell me one of your goals
1: so one of my goals is that i want to have a new job by the end of this year
0: why do you want to have a new job by the end of the year
1: because i ain't got no satisfaction in this one (laughs)
0: <laughs> is your job going to be being in the Rolling Stones?:
1: I'm far too young for that. Uh,
0: so why why haven't you got any satisfaction in the job?
1: Because it's boring.
0: Okay, and why is it boring?
1: Because there's no challenge to it.
0: Why is there no challenge to it?
1: Because um, I've kind of already achieved success in it, and the roles just becoming routine now.
0: Why is the role routine now?
1: Because I've already learned how to do the job well.:
0: Okay. So maybe one option then would be to um, teach other people how to do their job well, which could give you some of that job satisfaction back and it would mean you wouldn't have to leave the industry or go and try and find a new job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you very much, Lisa. Can, can we have our lunch now? <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> now, you don't, you don't have to ask five whys or be really rigid about it, but just the element of challenging the goal may open up some alternatives. And if it doesn't, and it stands up as a good goal, one that you're happy to work on, then go ahead and use the steps that we've discussed before. Visualise the outcome. Write it down and do it in a smart way. Share it or don't. (laughs) Break it down into smaller steps and focus on the first step immediately. And plan to celebrate your success and review. And the great thing now is that you can review against the why. And that makes reviewing easier and maybe a bit more stimulating because you're not just reviewing the practical element, but you're also considering, has it made me happier? Has it helped me support my family? And so on. The review can be really simple. We've got this picture that's got our goals on it. And in fact, I've reviewed it whilst preparing for this podcast. Now, remember, none of this is rocket science. It is just advanced common sense. But whether your why is about being happier growing your self-esteem or helping others, you can check your progress against those things and then if you're not happier, maybe you set the wrong goal. And that's no biggie, just change it. After all, no one said your goals have to be set in stone. Okay, thank you ever so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you're not already a subscriber, head over to iTunes or whatever podcatcher you use and hit subscribe. If you don't use a podcatcher and you listen via the website, then if you click on the subscribe page, it will take you to where you need to go, and that way you'll get each new episode fresh into your inbox as it comes out. I'm off. I'll see you next time for episode 19. And in the meantime, don't forget, don't waste time comparing yourself to anyone else. The only person you should aim to be better than is the person that you were yesterday. Bye-bye.
1: It gets out.